Unscripted, unfiltered, unapologetic. G Marie Taught Me strives to help single women like myself excel in navigating through all kinds of relationship problems, i.e., dating, family, friends, maintaining good mental health practices, all while balancing a career, a business, and everyday life. This is G Marie, and you are now tuning in to G Marie Taught Me, the podcast. What is up, everybody? Thank you all so much for tuning in to G Marie Taught Me, the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by no other than G Marie Media, LLC. Today, we are celebrating episode 35 titled The Strong Black Woman Syndrome. Woman is spelled W-O-A-H-M-A-N. Yes, um, the reason why I spelled it like this, well, first off, I just have to shout out my friend Desmond because um, we've done interviews together and he brought up that uh, when I pronounce the word woman, I don't say it like woman. I say woman. I put emphasis on the word woman. Um, and I later realized that my mother does the exact same thing. So uh, thank you, Des, for really emphasizing um the word woman for me uh I think it's actually pretty amazing because I, I never really heard myself say it out loud until I heard my mother say it out loud um yeah I'm I might be a little bit country even though I am from Detroit uh some of my family is from down south so I I can see why people pick up on that but um again I would like to thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode um today's episode is I think it's going to get a little heavy today, but um, this episode is specifically dedicated to my strong black women out there, Um, my entrepreneurs, my nine to fivers, uh, the single moms out there, you know, trying to make ends meet, Uh, the married mom who is raising, you know, several kids and balancing her career, um, as well as, you know, just doing whatever, just making shit happen. This episode is for you. So let's get into it. Um, we just celebrated black women's equal payday. Now, the fact that we even have to celebrate this or even acknowledge this as a holiday, I'm going to be real with you all. Um, it kind of annoys me a little bit. Uh, there is a statistic that specifically talks about how, you know, we have taken such a pay cut as far as being equally paid. Um, if you were to put us in a category of, white men white women um african-american men and then you know here we are kind of at the bottom so i want us to open up with a very famous quote by uh no other than malcolm x himself this quote has stuck with me for a while because um some of you may not realize it uh whether you know you're a new listener or you are a dedicated listener um i of course i am an african-american woman (laughs) and i have always been um a, a a feminist but most importantly i am a strong black feminist and i have no problem with acknowledging that um but this quote i feel like it it still it's still relevant today um some people may agree some people may not disagree but I will go into detail uh, during today's episode as to why I feel like this quote is still very relevant. Um, So here it is. 
the most disrespected woman in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. Now, so let, let's just get into the meat and potatoes. Um, the terminology strong black woman is used on the regular basis to uh, emphasize um, independence, uh, tenacity, uh, you know, hardworking, um, just always, you know, getting shit done. But strong black woman can also be um, uh, a phrase that can also manipulate the identity of the black woman too. So it kind of goes both ways. So there are some um, strong black woman myths <laughs> that I would like to uh, talk about before we really get into the meat and the potatoes for the show. So, um, some myths. Black women are equipped to endure any kind of pain. I mean, uh, it, it's a little bizarre, but it, hey. Um, we are an angry species constantly defending our rights as women. Hmm. We're more emotional than logical. Um, we'll dumb ourselves down to appease others. We don't want to come off too independent or aggressive to men because that will intimidate them. Or as far as, you know, wanting them to pursue us in romantic relationships. Uh, <laughs> we can do any and everything without the help of others. Um, and then one that is really funny to me, black women all together just don't get along. So these are myths that I kind of want to debunk during today's show. And the reason why I really want to talk about the strong black woman syndrome, because, um, I am guilty of emulating the strong black woman. And I mean that as, like I said, a phrase that is often, that often categorizes women as women that, um, just, they like, they feel nothing. They can't be defeated. Um, and, and again, it's like they're robots, like they feel no pain or whatever. So again, for whatever reason, people seem to think that black women are built to and just to endure any type of pain because they know that we'll come out resilient or we'll come out on top and the thing is um for most black women especially in just the african-american community in general we struggle with maintaining good mental health practices because we have to continue to emulate this stereotype that has been placed on us, this responsibility that has been placed on us when we're just as human as the next person. But most importantly, the fact that um, we aren't as appreciated, but we have to work four times as hard as the next person in order to receive the accolade that is deserved to us just goes to show you that that Malcolm X quote is still relevant today. The fact that we are even celebrating a black women's equal payday is still relevant. Um, I can actually 
provide some stories for you all uh, and scenarios where, you know, being labeled as a strong black woman was often taken as a joke or just, you know, mocking. It's the mocking of the black woman. Um, sometimes this phrase can seem empowering, but really it's not always seen as a means to empower African-American women in general. Um, predominantly, you know, black women being called strong black women by men. So being the strong black woman for one, just want to throw this out there. Uh, and, and I've experienced this in corporate America as well as higher education. Um, being labeled as the strong black woman is often misconstrued or should I say people often relate the angry black woman stereotype with the strong black woman stereotype. So Serena Williams is an example. Um, I think she was playing in the, the U.S. Open or something and she was accused of cheating during the game when in fact she hadn't. And the way that she reacted to um, what the, the the judge or whoever, you know, was basically calling her out during the match. And she's just like, you know, I don't come here to cheat. I come here to win. But her reaction was, um, it was a very emotional reaction. And that's the other thing too. Like women aren't allowed to be emotional. Like we are not allowed or entitled to express an opinion and have you know emotion back up that opinion without being labeled as either the angry black woman the crazy black woman oh you know she's just going through um the motions oh she's just pmsing like women cannot be emotional and be logical and that has bothered me for so many years especially um sometimes when i just you know have conversations with men and how like, say if I'm talking to a man and we're talking about, you know, his ex or whatever. The first thing a man says about his ex is that she's crazy. But he doesn't want to take the time out to acknowledge why, you know, her mental health has taken a turn for the worse. Or why her mental health may be um, deteriorating. Like, people are not just crazy just for the sake of being crazy. I just want to throw that out there. And the strong black woman syndrome... And the angry black woman syndrome, I feel like at this point, they're starting to go hand in hand. Like they're starting to um, kind of complement each other. And that can be a good or bad thing. Um, you know, just the fact that a woman can voice her opinion and immediately be labeled as an emotional being sucks. The fact that, you know, again, we still have to work twice as hard just to be recognized for our work. You know, that, that shit really does suck. I've worked in corporate America and I've worked for higher education where um, I, I have been labeled as the, the more opinionated, you know, individual because I speak my mind or I'm emotional or I'm always moody or, you know, just I'm not a team player type of thing. And um, sometimes being the strong black woman, especially in corporate America, backfires a lot. Um, there are times where I do find myself having to uh, dim down my strong black womanness, if that makes any sense uh, to any of you all, uh, especially with the job that I work at now, the, uh, the nine to five that I have now. 
it's not that I don't like my job. It's just there have been times where I have sat in meetings um, with predominantly white people. And the minute that I voiced my opinion, it was often misinterpreted as the angry black woman. Um, and I had these conversations with my boss. Um, and cause he, he actually, he calls and he talks to us, uh, bi-weekly. It's like 15 of us on the team and we're all scattered around the United States and Canada. And I, I'm very careful about my, um, choice and words because again, I have been labeled as the quote unquote strong black woman, but really it's being interpreted as the angry black woman because I am not afraid to uh, speak my mind on certain subjects, especially when somebody is accusing me of something or um, their facts aren't in order and I kind of have to let them know that they're incorrect and so, you know, make sure that they get the proper facts on what it is that they're talking about. Um, as a matter of fact, I did an eval one year as my yearly or my annual review with the company that I'm with now. And this was like my first or second year when I was working with the company. And um, it's a big coffee company that shall not be mentioned, but you guys pretty much know who it is. And when they did my annual review, um, they, they sat there and they gave me all these compliments. They said that I was such an amazing uh, worker. I, I really, you know, promoted this brand and... I've really helped, you know, as far as providing solutions to, you know, different partners. But for whatever reason, some of the, um, some of my, my ROSs felt like I wasn't passionate enough about my job. So this was expressed to my boss, but it wasn't expressed to me. And of course I had to, um, you know, say what I need to say. But instead of me venting to my boss about it, I decided to address the issue during one of our meetings. Um, so I manage a couple of territories here in the United States. And I actually was probably the only person that had most of the territories with the team. And this is when um, we started the organization with only 10 people you know, on the organization. And again, I'm doing most of the work. I am knocking shit out left and right. I am overextending myself. I am taking on projects that I know I should not be taking on because it is physically wearing and tearing on my body. But because it's my first year, I want to show that I am good at my job and that I'm able to deliver on my promise. Um, that you know was talked about during the interview so for somebody to say something like that or for an entire team to say that but for for it not to be brought to my attention instead it was brought to my boss's attention um of course i felt some type of way and that's exactly when that you know the angry black woman and the strong black woman kind of correlated with each other and i addressed the team as a whole so this is an African-American female, young, gifted, and black female addressing mostly older Caucasian um, peers. And of course, what was the first thing uh, when I finally addressed the issue? Like, hey, so I know you guys um, just did an eval and it was brought to my attention that, you know, you guys, you appreciate the work that I'm doing, but you feel like that I'm not passionate enough um with the work that i'm doing so does anybody want to give me any pointers so you guys know that i am passionate about my job nobody had anything to say 
everybody was, oh no, you know, you're such an amazing um, worker and this and that and blah, 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 whatever. Of course, it was a bunch of bullshit uh, because I guess they feel like, well, you know, her boss is going to have this conversation with her. Um, so we don't necessarily have to, you know, talk about it. But for me, again, that strong black woman comes creeping up and I have to address certain things and I have to let people know, you know, I am not to be fucked with. <laughs> um, but again, sometimes it sucks that being um, the strong black woman or emulating the strong black woman syndrome can actually backfire a lot of the time. Um, sometimes we as women, you know, because we know we can get shit done, sometimes we take on a lot of stuff. And when we take on a lot of stuff, that can, it can kind of, it can mess with our, you know, physical and our mental well-being. And during that um, first year and a half or so, or so, working for the company, that, that strong black woman syndrome, you know, the, the, the superwoman and me putting on my cape and getting shit done, caught up with my, my health to the point where I was in Indiana and I had gotten so sick that I came down with the flu and it gotten so bad. Now, mind you, I drive to a lot of my accounts. So Indiana, where I was staying at was about like five, five and a half hours. That's a long ass drive. And my boss made me drive back home with the flu. So for five hours, I was praying to God that I didn't throw up on the side of the road. I didn't pass out nothing. And I had to put on my strong black woman cape and power through that shit. And I think the thing about being a strong black woman is that we're so resilient. And we endure so much pain and we we take it on and we take it on in stride sometimes we'll literally sit in a corner and we will cry for five minutes and then we will come back out as if nothing happened and being the strong black woman sometimes it gets draining it 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 really sucks the life out of you um I don't mind being resilient. I don't mind being, um, you know, the best at any and everything that I can be. But I'm going to be honest. Being labeled as the strong black woman, woman, W-O-A-H-M-A-N, it has um, really taken a toll on my physical and my mental well-being. And I can name, you know, there are some examples of some strong black women out there who I know have experienced the same type of turmoil as, you know, our strong black women today. Uh, Michelle Obama, Oprah, Beyonce, Asada Shakur, Toni Morrison, Angela Davis, Nina Simone, and Lauren Hill. The list goes on. Um... Sometimes we get our strength from our weaknesses. We literally get our strengths from our pain. And I don't think I don't think people realize that being the strong black woman because we are who we are, it's because we've endured so much. It's because we've taken on so much. And you know, not not to put down any other race 
but I'm going to be hella honest with you. Black women are by far the strongest species to ever walk this earth because of what we've endured. Black women will literally rise from from a fire, <laughs> come out with cuts, bruises, and scrapes, and we still come out on top. I don't even know how we wake up every day and take on the amount of shit that we take on on a regular basis. There are some of us who are suffering silently with illnesses. Some of us are going through either a tough breakup or a divorce while trying to, um, you know, manage a career. Some of us are dealing with abusive relationships. Some of us are dealing with, you know, sexual assault or other traumas. Some of us are being harassed, you know, at our, our jobs or just in general. Some of us literally deal with just overall suffering. And sometimes people just don't know that we're suffering in silence. And again, I like I said, I, I know I've endured some things that if I were to sit here and tell you all the amount of shit that I've endured, you will look at me and say, how in the hell did you survive? I literally became the strong black woman that I am today because of my pain because of my struggle, because of loss, because of rejection, because of, you know, depression, um, physical illnesses, everything, family shit, you know, all of that. And I just wish we as a whole, especially black women in general, you know, I wish that we didn't have to suffer especially suffer the amount of bullshit that we've suffered as long as we've suffered in order for us to be glorified for being the strong black woman. And, you know, I, and, and oftentimes too, you know, the black, the strong black woman is seen as a threat to America in general. You know, um, being the strong black woman, you're, like I said, you're constantly walking on eggshells. Um, being a feminist and being a strong black woman, you're constantly walking on eggshells, depending on what it is that, you know, you do. Um, and emulating the strong black woman for me can often be a false representation of you know, what a black woman is either known to be or known not to be. Um, Balancing a nine to five, a business, a relationship, and just overall, you know, maintaining mental health. Like being a black woman sometimes can just be really tough in general. But... I don't know how we get up in the morning and do half the shit that we do. And I want to personally say to all of my black women, 
you all are absolutely God's gift to this world. And the black woman is such a beautiful thing. And if I could thank you all for, you know, getting up every day and for, you know, just keeping it trucking, even when you feel like you cannot go any longer. Um, y'all are some beautiful beings. And I, I know I'm included <laughs> in that group, but like, seriously, black women, we are so beautiful. Black women, we are so resilient. Black women, we are so powerful. And the fact that some people even feel like we can't get along <laughs> is, you know, it, it cracks me up too. And But I also know that for those that, you know, see other black women as a threat, listen, if we stand together, you will be surprised at the amount of, of shit we can build as a whole. Um... We have to stick together, ladies. Like, I'm, I'm just going to be real with you because we're, it's going to still be a struggle for us um, as far as acceptance and just, you know, getting the recognition that we should have gotten a long time ago. You know, uh, like I said, I, I walk into accounts and, and sometimes it's not even Caucasian people that feel this type of way about me. Sometimes it's my own people. I walk into accounts and I have my badge on. It's like, you can see my face. You can see what company I work for. And oftentimes I am still asked if I am here for an interview with the company that I'm actually coming to monitor to see if they're doing their job. Um, sometimes being the strong black woman we are often belittled for who we are in general. We are often classified or already put, you know, in this classification. Or we are often portrayed as a certain stereotype because America has portrayed us to not be recognizably good enough to do anything. The fact that I have to explain to people when I walk into my accounts that I'm here to make sure that they're doing their job when I have on my badge says it, it speaks volume about how black women are viewed in general. My Caucasian um, counterparts have never struggled with this as far as doing visits. They've never had this issue. Um, the fact that when I open up my mouth to regurgitate information to help <laughs> an account, you know, do their job correctly, is often seen as being the strong, angry black woman. My passion is often misinterpreted for anger or for an attitude because you know, white America doesn't understand how we communicate. The fact that I can't walk into an account without being harassed for doing my job and for making sure that other people do their job speaks volume. And I've, I've dealt with this long enough. I've dealt with it from, from Caucasian men and Caucasian women, mostly older. But... Again, 
that the strong black woman syndrome is now crossing over to the angry black woman. And I think now as Americans and, and probably just as a whole, I think we need to take um, a careful look at how we use the term strong black woman. Because like I said, this term can often be misconstrued as something that is not the 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 um the phrase can be a misrepresentation of the passionate black woman so i want to use the strong black woman w-o-a-h-m-a-n spelling to empower a generation of females that continue to strive for excellence that continue to work hard and deliver and do what they have to do to make this world a better a better place even when we aren't receiving the recognition that we should receive the fact that we can get up at 5 a.m in the morning and get you know our kids dressed for school um make breakfast for the family make coffee for our you know spouses um get everybody off to school go to work do our shit come home get the kids, cook them dinner, help them with their homework, put ourselves through school or, um, you know, work on our side hustles, our businesses, you know, to, to be able to do all of that or, or even just being the single black woman who's putting herself through school and working, you know, two jobs while trying to just, you know, make ends meet and, and she's paying for school herself to the woman that is out there that is busting her ass to get shit done. I see you. I love you. I am you, sis. <laughs> I am, sis. I am the strong black woman. Um, I am honestly not afraid to be that person. I just, again, feel like we just have to be more cautious at how we approach this phrase moving forward because I really feel like um, people are using this phrase as a means to poke fun at the passionate black female like I'm, I'm just gonna be real with you um especially you know for the grown boys and i say grown boys because there are some grown boys out there that are intimidated by the strong black female um the strong black woman i'm sorry and um you know i just want to tell you all that sounds like a personal problem so you need to you know get your shit together but I'm so happy that, you know, again, I brought this up and we're talking about it. And I think I'm going to elaborate a little bit more on the subject. Uh, I will bring some guests on the show to, you know, speak a little bit more about this topic. But I want to close the show with um, just some words of inspiration. Ladies, do not be afraid to be you. Keep doing you. Keep you know, making shit happen, keep striving for excellence, keep being the resilient female that you are and just know that somebody is out here rooting for you. Somebody is out here, um, you know, watching you and is inspired by what it is that you're doing. Just know that you are not in this alone. So when you feel like you're struggling by yourself, you're not. We're, we are literally all in this together. And I think we need to come up with more opportunities to not only support each other but i think it would even be um a better 
idea for us to, you know, start creating support groups where we can vent and talk about our experiences as being, you know, labeled as the stereotypical strong black woman or the angry black woman and how we navigate through this difficulty, like how we're able to, um, you know, shut the naysayers down and not let them get to us or, or even when they do get to us, how do we deal with that type of, um, labelization if that's even a word so yeah i'm sitting here making up words now so to let y'all know how exhausted i am because like i said i i've been busting my ass for like the last three weeks or so um hence why i did not deliver this episode last week because i have been traveling for my job i still have some more traveling that i have to do um beginning of september like the first two weeks of september and then after that i'm just kind of in michigan for like the time being um but again i would like to you know thank you all so much and i really like i said i really want to elaborate on this topic um i know today's podcast is kind of short but it's only because i want to leave room for a discussion so um you guys can follow me on instagram and twitter um at g marie taught me you can also visit my website you can leave a comment under ask g marie at www.gmarietaughtme.com um i do have something that i will be releasing and it's a meditation journal uh, so i'm actually finishing up the design this week but i will be releasing it uh the beginning of september and i really want to start doing um a 14 day meditation with you know all of my women first off and my men too if you want to partake in this journey um but mainly because the year is starting to wind down um 2020 is right around the corner and i want to get you know realigned with my goals and but most importantly um i want to detox some of the things that are you know going on in my life some of the toxic energy that i know i'm either um you know exuding or i'm taking on and i feel like you know in order to move forward you have to acknowledge the things that are holding you back so there is a section where um you know we list the things that we're grateful for um there's also a section where we list the things that we should forgive ourselves for because oftentimes you know we're quick to judge ourselves and we never, you know, forgive ourselves for things that have been bothering us or things that we've done that didn't sit well with our spirit. Um, so I believe that, you know, having a, a heart filled with gratitude, but also a heart filled with um, forgiveness will help you move forward in what it is that you're trying to do in your life. And again, I'm struggling with this um practice as well so this is why i'm going to do this exercise with you all starting in the beginning of uh, september so uh, again visit my website at www.gmarietaughtme.com um it is going to be under the ebooks tab and i'm also going to be blogging a little bit more on my website too um so again if there's you know some topics that you guys want me to talk about whether it's on the show or in the um my blog section you can leave a comment under the Ask G Marie section, which is like on the first page towards the bottom. But again, I would like to thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. Um, I love you all and I appreciate all the love and the support from you all. I'm going to keep doing this <laughs> no matter how hard life gets or how busy I get. I will always take the time out to sit here and 
record some great content for you all um, because again you know if it, if it weren't for you all i wouldn't have this show to begin with so again thank you all so much for tuning in to gina retaught me talk to you later bye today's episode is powered by g marie media llc for more information on today's podcast visit our website at www.gmariemedia.com